Welcome to Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to serve God and your neighbor. If you want to learn more about our ministry, head over to mapc.com. If you're looking for a community where you can deepen your faith, we invite you to join us every Sunday at 1030 online or in person. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, beginning with verse 34. Let us listen for the word of God. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. This is a very special day for my family and I. I can't remember if it was when Laurel and I were dating or shortly after we were married. But as we were daydreaming about the possibility of one day having children, Laurel asked if I would baptize them. I told her that I thought that I would prefer for another minister to baptize them, perhaps budge gear, or an associate, or someone else who I was working with. But then Lila came into our lives, an answer to prayer, meeting a long-time hope. And as she became a reality, and today, I can think of no greater honor than to be the one who gets to baptize my daughter. And of course, we are excited for this afternoon. It is another honor to be this church's sixth senior pastor. And having these events together feels right. And as I wrote in my letter to the congregation back in March, approaching the congregational meeting that affirmed and confirmed my call to be this church's senior pastor, I am excited to invite you into our lives as you have already, in these past five to six months, invited Laurel, Lila, and I into your lives. This has been and will be a full morning and a full day. But that's one of the things that makes Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church so great. We've heard from Courtney and Chad Howard, who celebrated their wedding here a little over a month ago. And after today's service, we will celebrate Dick and Barbara Iverson, stalwarts of this congregation over 57 years, who met here, actually. At our staff meeting earlier this week, Beverly and Andrew wondered, almost as if it was a piece of trivia, is there any committee that Dick and Barbara have not served on? Dick, I've heard you referred to as Mr. MAPC, or Mr. Buildings and Grounds. 
Barbara, we've spoken about your longtime involvement with the Sunday School. I've visited you in your home, and I've heard about your history with this church, beginning during the ministry of David Reed, and then Fred, then Dick chaired the PNC that called Fred Anderson here in 1992, and Barbara was a co-chair of the Associate Pastor Nominating Committee that brought J.C. Austin and Beverly Bartlett here as Associate Pastors. You've clearly done good and important work. When I think of this church, and I've started to include this in my personal prayers each night, when I think of this church and its many blessings, I think of its many leaders who have given so much to this church over a significant number of years and who I continue to have the privilege of working with today. People who love this church and have displayed deep dedication to it. Dick and Barbara, you are among these leaders, and while hoping that no one else is going anywhere, I hope that we inspire a new generation of leaders to come alongside those already here to carry the legacy of MAPC forward the way leaders have done before us. And here I think about our passage, about the passing of leadership from Moses to Joshua, as we read in the Old Testament lesson today. Generational memory passed from one generation to the next, and so it goes from one leader to another. For all our lives, so much unfinished business, but never in vain. Because when it is God's work, it is a mission that is bigger than each of us or our lives alone. Not just here in this church, but in Christianity worldwide. We are part of a great cloud or chain of witnesses from one generation to the next. And this is partly why baptism is so important. And more than baptizing, but developing and sustaining programs that support and develop the faith of people of all ages, from the youngest to the oldest. Amid everything that is going on today, it is also the start of our annual stewardship campaign. When I told Laurel that this was the start of our stewardship season, she looked alarmed and said, you're not going to preach a stewardship sermon, are you? We have family and friends in town, and it is so good to have you here this morning. And I smiled and I told her that I would be preaching a stewardship sermon, but I asked why such a reaction. And she said, oh, it's just that when I was growing up, whenever we finally convinced my grandfather to come to church with us, all the minister would do is ask for money. This is a stewardship sermon. But I hope a different sort, because this morning I want to focus on stewardship as an outpouring of faith. Stewardship as an outpouring of what you feel God doing in your life through the ministry of Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church. When Jesus is asked which command is the greatest, he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. This is the greatest in the first commandment, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all 
the law and the prophets. Jesus, asks, Jesus is asked for one commandment, but he gives two. Because when you love God, you cannot help but love others. Your loving others pours out of you, and what you may also find is that in loving others, you find that you love God a little bit more. My parents always encouraged me to go on mission trips, and when we weren't going off on mission trips each summer to serve at a local soup kitchen in Elizabeth, New Jersey, to go beyond our comfort zones in serving others. Thank you, because they have grown my faith in incredible ways and are a part of why I'm here today. And I hope that Laurel and I and this church can foster such experiences for Lila, the way you have for generations before her. As I've mentioned before, one of the most beautiful verses of Scripture for me is the fifth verse of the 23rd Psalm. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Realizing God's love in our lives should result in our cups overflowing. Overflowing into our actions, into what we support with our time, our talent, our finances. The love of God experienced in your life might overflow into the decision to be baptized or to baptize a son or daughter. To get married in this church. To celebrate communion today. To serve those in need, of which we have plenty of opportunities. Or to study and to strive to live the Word of God. Again, plenty of opportunities. Over the past several weeks, we've been reading and hearing about Jesus' interactions with the Pharisees, the Herodians, and today the Sadducees. And this is what the religious elite just don't get. The true faith is not about judging or deciding who's in or who's out. Instead, it's about loving, welcoming, sharing, transforming, and renewing. That's what you see if you read the Gospels. And when Jesus says to love God and to love neighbor, he warns against the self-righteous faith espoused by the Pharisees and the religious experts, the kind of faith that lifts one's self up while leaving others alone. A faith that is concerned only with the vertical and not the horizontal. But here, Jesus is revolutionary in combining the two, love the Lord your God, and the second, love your neighbor as yourself. It means loving your neighbor as yourself, and just one example of many that I'll point to here. Here at this church, we eat extremely well. Anyone who's been to a fellowship event or maybe has the chocolate chip cookies and the church house lobby follows, following church knows that we eat well at this church. Thank you to Chef Jim Moran. But with that, we also feed the neighborhood. Every Thursday, we have an open table program. This afternoon, following my installation, there will be a reception in our parish hall. And it's going to look like a fine and fancy reception. But every Thursday, it still looks like a fine place. 
a well-maintained and clean place, but instead of our church members filling that place, it's an open invitation to our community. And we have approximately 115 people, depending on the season, who receive a free meal, people who are struggling financially, people who are homeless, and this is one stop they have during the week. We eat well, but so does our community. We worship and we learn in a beautiful space. But we use this when not in use for church programming, for AA, NA, Chance for Change meeting in our basement, counseling, pastoral care, community organizations. When we don't enjoy this beautiful space, our community is. Because of our love for God and knowing God's love for us, we do not exist for ourselves, but for others. We seek to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all our souls, and all our minds. Stewardship is our response to the love of God and those places that encourage, sustain, and develop the faith. And I hope you'll join us here at MAPC so that together we can do far more than we could alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Turn to Him first, because your love for Him is only a response of what He has already done for you in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if you truly grasp that, you cannot keep it to yourself. So love through your actions. Embody it. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.